what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is fighting young rock metal fans, discover new music, help find players that can connect and feel accepted. Welcome to the show, everybody. And I'm feeling the positivity right now because we've been doing some incredible episodes of positivity. Saliva, Drowning Pool. If you look at the board from Ashes and New Ups up there, there's one more up on the board that says Adelita's Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is where we're going today. Rick is here with us and oh my God, the fire, the passion, the glory of this podcast is unmatched. I cannot wait to have you guys listen to this. But before we jump in on thanks support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know I love me my live shows. I love me my concerts and I love going in those mosh pits with reckless abandon and be able to make sure I can do this on a day in and day out basis. I got to take care of myself so I can be mosh pit fit. So what is mosh pit fit? Mosh pit fit is being able to go from the beginning of the first band to the end of the last band in the pit with no breaks in between. Got to have the stamina to be able to do that and have a blast with it. On top that you have to be strong enough to be able to, you know, deliver some of those hits. You don't want to be the weakest guy in the pit, but you know, you got to also have the strength to Take some of those hits too, because there's probably be someone bigger than you in the pit, and you got to be able to handle your own. So that's why I'm always in the gym trying to hit on my fitness goal of being mosh pit fit, lifting a lot, doing a lot of cardio work, you know, taking care of my body. And you can achieve your fitness goals too, whatever they may be, you know, just with tenacity, with hard work, but also you have to make sure you're preparing and recovering right so that you can do it on a day in and day out basis. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with many different types of supplements and different products to help you achieve your fitness goals or be mosh pit fit. Products like and supplements like pre-workout, both stim and stim free. I use the stim free stuff because guys, I don't need any extra caffeine that I already, you know, have. I don't need any, but energy, yeah. Different types of B-cellular recovery compounds, different types of protein with whey-based blends, plant-based blends, and collagen-based blends. I use their chocolate malt-flavored whey because that's just some good stuff. Different types of multivitamins, literally anything might to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% off using the code CPP20 at fnxfitness.com. Link trip to another podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Guys, now it's time for a feature presentation with Rick from Adelita's Way. And oh my God, this is, this is an episode for the ages. Enough with me. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. Over the past like week, week and a half, there's been a tour that you've known about. It's with Saliva, Drowning Pool, Adelita's Way, and Any Given Sin. And we've had two of those four bands in the podcast. And today we're making it number three. You very well know this band. I've only got a chance to see them one time. And this is the first band I ever actually crowd surfed to. So it's always a little bit near and dear to my heart right here. They're going to be on the road again with Saliva, Drowning Pool, and Any Given Sin, September and October. And they just did a collaboration with Thousand Foot Crutch, kind of doing a mixture with their song War of Change. And you can go check it out right now. So before we jump into this and jump into the whole entire tour, Let's talk to the man himself. So please welcome Rick from Adelita's Way to the podcast. So Rick, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here, man. How has life been going for you as of late in 2023, especially with, I know you guys went on a large spring tour. Now you've got a tour coming up in the fall of another big one, man. Just how's life treating you? Life's been good. I've been, uh, we, did, we did a great tour with our friends and otherwise it was awesome. Uh, we just got two of our records certified gold, which is nice. Uh, you know, great, great. It feels great, and that's thanks to our fans. You know, and then we have our first independent gold record to it, Notorious, which was, which was pretty amazing. So I think that's a very cool kind of uh, uh, you know barrier we broke down to get an independent gold record. Uh, our fans are amazing, but I've been I've been having a great uh, a great year. You know, we've been in the studio making new music. We've been on tour, uh, playing shows. Uh, the crowds have been uh, bigger than ever, better than ever. 
Uh, the studio has been as fun as it's always been. I love being in there. And I've been playing a lot of uh, pickleball and a lot of basketball. So a lot of sports I love, hanging out with my family, which is my favorite thing to do. And life's been great. Hanging out with your family, playing as many sports as possible, certified goal records, making new music, going on tour. I mean, those are five fantastic things right there to encapsulate just like the first, you know, a little over first half of your year. So, oh my God, that is absolutely just mind-blowingly incredible. And you can see it on your face too. The smile just radiates, man. Very blessed. And I got a puppy too. That's what everyone's hearing in the background. That's a baby dog. That's a baby dog right there that you hear. It sounds like a grown 70 pound dog. Wait, what kind of dog is it, Rick? We got a sheep a doodle. And, uh, and every time she barks, it sounds like a I got a wolf roaring in my house. You know? Don't don't worry. I was used to that like the that kind of like like deep bark as a kid because we had a uh we had like a little like a maybe like 15 pound beagle when I was a kid. Smallest dog on the block, little cute dog, but when she would bark, it was just like deep, booming, powerful. It's like where the I, heck I know did the beagle bark. I've heard many of those. It's, it's just one of the funniest things and one of the coolest things. But one thing when it really comes down to it, I remember talking with not only the guys in Above Snakes, because I have him in the podcast for, but also talking to the guys in Moon Fever as well, who you guys were out on the road with earlier in the year. And with that tour, every time I brought that up, it was nothing but positivity from that tour, from bands that were as the openers, seeing how you guys were going up on stage, how you guys were performing, how the crowd was, but not only that, but how you guys were treating them as bands as well. It just really showed a lot of the positivity with how powerful that tour was. And I mean, it was like a three month long thing. So for that continued positivity to come through, I mean, it, it just makes you even more excited to come and see you guys play live. Now when you guys are going to be going out with, again, Any Given Sin, Drowning Pool, and Saliva. We're really looking forward to the tour. We've been longtime friends with Saliva and Drowning Pool. And, uh, you, you know, we got love for the Any Given Sin guys. So one of our favorite things about headlining is we get to see so many amazing new bands. Uh, it was awesome having Moon Fever and Above Snakes out with us and our friends and otherwise. Uh, we got a lot of respect for those guys. So our main thing is when bands come out, we want to make sure the tour is fun. Everyone has a good time and everyone treats each other well. So we learned from the best bands, man. You know, Skillet treated us amazing. Theory of a Dead Man treated us amazing. Uh, Shinedown treated us amazing. Guns N' Roses treated us amazing. Alter Bridge, Creed, these bands, they all treated us so good. So you know, we've learned from the best. And uh, that's just why I think uh, our mentality when we bring bands out is the way it is. And that just also radiates across the scene as well, because that just brings more positivity to it. That just makes it a place where not only do more bands want to enter, more people want to start making music, but more fans want to become a part of it as well. I mean, I recently had a conversation with uh, Maddie, the drummer from From Ashes to New, because they were on tour with Shinedown as well. And it was just every time you hear the name Shinedown, you hear Alter Bridge, Seven Dust. I even hear Skillet as well, Theory of a Dead Man, all these names. It's whenever you talk about bands that are on tour with them, again, it's all the positivity that just keeps radiating from that to the point where the, this is why bands have such long careers, especially in the live scene, because they create these great moments, not only for the fans that are in the crowd, but also for the bands they're on tour with and the crews and the people that are putting on these shows as well. It just makes it a thing where you want to be a part of it. Oh, of course. And and you know what? When you're out with that many great bands, you've got to be great. So when you're when you're performing with all these amazing acts and all this uh, these high energy uh, people, you've got to make sure your energy's up. So that's what makes us uh, do everything the way we do it, man. You know, we take our our careers very seriously uh, down to micronutrients, dude. I'm I'm at this point. I'm like getting in uh, cold plunges and doing infrared saunas and and watching every single thing I put in my body. It's because 
You know, I want to make sure that, that we're going out and we're putting on the best performances possible. And that when, when you're out on tour with these bands, Seven Dust, Shinedown, Skillet, you've got to bring it. You've got to be your best. You've got to have your A game. So uh, we're used to playing with the A players and we're used to bringing our A game. And like I said, we've learned from the best. And again, that just kind of speaks to the longevity that you guys have had in Adelaide's way already as well, where just taking everything into account, taking everything seriously, but also making sure that it's going to be the best possible, keeping it on your A game, even from what you just said with, you know, doing the cold plunges, micronutrients, just infrared sounds, just taking care of your bodies overall so that when you go up on stage, you're not sluggish up there because, you know, maybe you're on a bender the previous night. It's you're taking such good care of it to the point where you're going in there night in and night out and making you know, every single band elevate that you're playing with because you guys are putting on such a good show. The fans are getting into it. So the bands that are even before you're coming on after you are constantly feeling that energy, constantly feeling that positivity. And, and no one's going to end up going home with us, like not having a smile on their face. Everyone's going to go home thinking, my God, that was one hell of a fantastic show. Cause I still remember the first time I saw you guys, it was literally that Blue Ridge 2021. I literally just ran up to the stage. I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. I was with a I found a person I used to uh, work with and I saw people crowd surfing. She said, if you don't get up there, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to be like, well, if you don't got to tell me twice, whoop, went up. I love that. I love that. And, and it was all based off, like, again, just seeing you guys play live and just the energy that came off. And it was already just from after a long trip out there from all the way from Wisconsin to Virginia. It was just the energy was infectious. And it kicked off one hell of a four-day festival in terms of just the bands that played the time ahead. You guys were the catalyst to start it out. So I do have to say this. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. And you know what? I think that uh, when you speak about like back in the day, bands used to do these benders and they used to do drugs and you saw this stuff. And I think today's today's musician is the opposite, man. You know, we we know that we need eight hours of sleep every night to recover our our, our voices and our hands and everything that comes along with the shows and the long drives and the and the long nights. So uh, like I said, we we figured the solution is not the Jack Daniels and the solution is more in the in the sleep and the nutrients and the, in the working out and the, and all these tools we have available, you know, the, that we discussed that, that you could really take advantage of and try to be your best and try to come out and put on a, a performance that is, that is next level. So it, it's a big goal for us to continue. I always say the next show is the best show. See, now I got to, this puts a good question in my head because it does make a lot of sense. You think about a lot of the rock stars from like the seventies, the eighties, and even the nineties. I mean, think about like something like Ozzy Osbourne, you think about Motley Crue and just all the crazy stories, all the crazy benders that they went on. But then you think about a lot of the musicians today where everyone's really taking care of their bodies and it makes a lot of sense. You want to be healthy. You want to have the longevity and you want to make sure you're putting on the best show every single night. But where do you think that like split started to happen when it in the in the music scene? Because again, I know you've been in there longer than even I have even probably even been born or anything like that. But where did you think that split really started in terms of going from focus on having fun partying and you know just going on benders every single night to having more of a focus on longevity, health, making sure that you're putting on the best show every single night with your body at the most optimal? Well, with all due respect to all those artists of the past, who I respect dearly, I bet you that there wasn't cameras, there wasn't film footage. I bet you there was a lot of bad performances and a lot of performances that were quite embarrassing uh, that, that are not available for everyone to see. So nowadays, uh, if, if you have a bad performance like that, it's all over the Internet, right? It's everywhere. Uh, people are filming it. There's a camera everywhere. I think that's one thing. And I think just, just like pro athletes today, uh, we have more information available to us nowadays. We have more... 
we learn more about our bodies. We, we, we like we just have more information. So I think with information comes growth. It's like when you see today's baseball players, basketball players, uh, they're they're bigger, faster, stronger than the athletes of yesterday, minus Michael Jordan, who was just a, a phenomenon. Right. Um, with that said, I think that uh, we just have more information available. We know what those drugs do to your body. We, we we just we know what comes along with that. And I think the main thing I would say is information. And I would say that uh, today's rock star or, or musician, you know, the people that we're in the industry with, we're, we're a little more focused, right? And, and it seems a bit harder to break during our times than it was in the in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, you had like one outlet or two outlets, radio, MTV. And if you played Woodstock, you were famous. You know, you played Johnny Carson's TV show, you were famous. You paid, you played like like one TV show in the 60s and you were famous. It's not like that now. Nowadays, you have to put on thousands of great shows and leave, uh, you have to leave these shows uh, with memorable performances. You have to constantly pound the ground. So I think there's different luxuries that came with the artists of the 60s, 70s. Um, you know, uh, I think we have it a little bit harder. You know, I think that the rock industry is interesting to me. I've been in it for 20 years and I think we're one of the only genres that literally fights to, you know, you get like rock radio. Rock radio doesn't really support new artists. They, they look uh, they look for reasons to not play your new single. Uh, it's not like that in country music. In country music, they kind of band together. They bring a song to number one. I feel like since I've been in, in the rock side of things, I've constantly been battling tastemakers, you know? And, and for me, I've been very blessed because we did it without them. That's how I feel. I feel like no tastemaker lasts on to us. We, we constantly got denied by the, the, the biggest uh, industries, the biggest corporate entities in music. You know, uh, we, we always butted heads with Clear Channel. We always butted heads with Cumulus Radio. We, they never wanted to support our band. They always were like, eh, we don't want to play this band. Um, we, we rarely got to do, I mean, we never did anything on TV, right? We never did no late night TV shows. We never did all these all these things that used to make artists famous. Used to do Jimmy Kimmel. Used to do these shows. Uh, used to be in kind of the cool kids club. We were never in the cool kids club. And we still, you know, with our amazing fans, with a lot of hard work, with, with my great band, my great team, uh, we still broke through the barriers and became one of the biggest independent bands in the world. Uh, two gold records heading to our third gold record. And I feel blessed and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so glad that none of this was handed to us because where I'm at in my career right now, I feel so proud. And so I used to have this chip on my shoulder uh, for years. For years, I had this chip on my shoulder because I knew I was one of the best songwriters in the world. I knew that, that I have one of the best drummers in the world. I knew that my band was a fantastic band, but you, you can't really... You can only say that to yourself so long, but now we've got the the proof, right? We've got the proof is in the results. Now we've been around for almost 20 years. We've, we're going, our seventh record's coming out. Uh, we've got gold plaques on our walls. We, we've got uh, five number one hit songs. And and it's 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 just so amazing to experience this. And, and it all goes back to the fans. So we, we got the one thing that matters. We didn't get Jimmy Kimmel. We didn't get Cumulus. We don't get all the big rock festivals, but we do get the fans. And that's what matters the most to us. And when you think about some of the biggest bands out there too, it's, you know, who's the ones that are really driving a lot of these bands even to, you know, get further. Of course, there's all the tastemakers, there's radio, there's all these different, even Spotify curated playlists now have become a big thing. 
But if you don't have the fans listening to it, then the support is not going to be there in the long run. But what you said about, you know, what the difference between then and now where, and we're not putting any, you know, shade on any of the artists from the previous year, 60s, 70s, 80s. It's because you take a look at the, what they did. They able, they took the genre, they took rock, they took metal and they put it into a whole new life. They kept progressing it and they kept making it as big as it could possibly be. But what you said about, you know, now we have more information and even that it's harder to given the fact that there are many more channels for people to get noticed, for people to have their music exposed. So there is much more, I'm not going to say competition, but much more crowdedness in that space because every band has a chance to get their stuff on Spotify. Social media, if you're following all these different bands, you open up your feed and it's just flooded with new single, new piece of content, whatever it is. So you're constantly trying to fight for people's attention more so than maybe some of these other bands were just given how much accessibility there is to all this new music and how many new bands are out there. But thinking about it from even, you know, the sports perspective as well. Yeah, outside of Michael Jordan, take a look at basketball. It's like some of the guys in the, you know, the 70s and 80s in the NBA, athletically, they're maybe far behind where the guys are, you know, the last 10, 20 years. And that's just based on the information that we have. That's based on what we know about how certain things react within your body, how certain you know, how certain substances impact you in the positive or the negative. So understanding that and making sure that, you know, instead of just playing, like you said, a couple of great shows, playing Woodstock, playing a TV show, getting on one big tour, you have to put on thousands of incredibly great shows to make sure you build up that fan base. And you guys learn that as well. And you continue to do that day in and day out with the knowledge that you have on how to maintain your bodies and how to make sure you're continuing going forward and how to make sure you're still connecting with the fans in that aspect so that even when the tastemakers are ignoring you guys, the fans are not ignoring you. And in the end, it's the ones that are continuing to help you get going because you absolutely earned it. You didn't get it handed to you. You didn't have some radio station or some big publication push you guys into it and just give you like a like a million fans outright. No, you earned every single one of them through and through. Right, and I also think it's a bad look for for some of those tastemakers when you get consistently have uh, great bands break forward without your support. I think it's a bad look. I think you're supposed to be finding these acts, and and your job is to find these acts and and bring them to light and and give people your that's your job as a tastemaker. You're supposed to find the taste of the bands. And, and, and for some reason, they always went against us and they went against our friends' bands and they went against so many bands that have ended up uh, proven again and again through being in the studio, through songs, through performances. We've proven again and again uh, where we stand in this industry. Uh, you know, we've got over 400 million streams on Spotify on our songs. So obviously the fans love the songs and I love proving them wrong. I Proving them wrong again and again, I think it's a bad look for all the tastemakers at rock radio. I think it's a bad look for uh, all these people that are, that are supposedly trying to find the greatest artists in the world. Uh, because when you let an artist like us fly under the radar and then we come out and we get an independent gold record and, and, and we get, you know, hundred million streams is no slouch. You know, we're at this point, we're starting to, to, uh, to enter a land of where it's just absolutely undeniable when you look at the data and the statistics, but they're still trying to deny us. Right. Even with the data, with the statistics, these tastemakers still want to look and roll their eyes at a band like us that has been putting the work in for 20 years. I think it's a bad look for them to have bands break out uh, as much as we have without their help. And I think that for us now, the goal is to make sure that we pave the way for other artists who are, who are getting underappreciated by these so-called tastemaker entities. We, we want to pave the way. 
for other great artists to show that they're great through the songs and through the performances and give them a real great career like we've had. We've been very blessed to have a great career. Uh, we still got uh, quite a few years left in it. We want to show all the fans that they picked the right band to support. Uh, and, and I think that's the goal. The goal is to pave the way. I think you guys definitely have helped pave the way for that as well, especially where with the internet now and how many bands are able to do certain things independently because they're not be, they don't have to rely on certain tastemakers or labels or radio stations or anybody that's going to have that ability to set the culture. They don't have to rely on it. I've seen a bunch of bands that have had in the podcast come through, start out as independent and really build up through that. Are they at the level that you know you guys are at? Not yet, but they're starting to build up to that, and it is always fantastic to watch. Even bands that have been signed to some labels, you know, they tend to get written off, and all of a sudden the fans pick up on it, they connect with it, they grow up big, and then that's when the tastemakers finally say, Oh, hey, we can get behind this now, we can elevate this. Well, the fans already elevated it for you. You didn't really do much at that point. All you did was wait right. for the fans to actually tell you, you know, hey, this Where's is the, the band rest? we're into. And you're not you're not risking anything. You're just sitting there and reaping the rewards, but it's not allowing other younger bands at that point in time to continue to come forward and really grow within the scene. You're not having those breakout superstars that are happening within the first, like, you know, maybe five, six years as a band, because it seems like you have to wait 15, 20 years sometimes to even break out. You're not going to get a bad omens situation to happen every now and again, but you take a look at pop music, country music, hip hop music, rap. Another band. I remember when Bad Omens was underrated. I remember when no one would give them a chance. And now they're breaking out. I think they worked hard. I think Hailstorm worked hard. I think, I, I just think the tastemakers in, in today, most of them, not all of them, there's a couple of great ones. There's some great programmers at Amazon Music. There's some great programmers at Spotify, curators. There are some great people in this industry. And then there's a lot of hacks. And the hacks play it safe. They don't find no new bands. It's easy to play the new Disturbed single. Uh, it's easy to play the new the, the new band that already sold 50 million records single. It's easy to do it. Uh, it's hard to find a band 15 years prior to them blowing up and being the first one on them. So it's taken a lot of great bands 15 years to really get to the notoriety of what some believe they deserve. I, I named a couple of them: Hailstorm, uh, Bad Omens. I believe that they were they were working real hard. I remember five six years ago that band was working hard, and I'm happy to see them break through and have success. And any band that gets to where they want to go and accomplishes their goals, I'm happy to see it. See, I have to agree with you on that, especially when it comes to you know when we talk about the tastemakers. It's yeah, there are some out there that are fantastic that are great, but there are a lot of hacks out there too. And when you take a look at where rock and metal are where how long it takes for some of these new artists to really shine through and break through and be embraced by the rock and metal community and those tastemakers versus country music or pop music or hip hop music, where if something starts to break out, they get behind it right away and it elevates that genre and it elevates the ability to experiment and to expand and to grow where it seems like sometimes with rock and metal, where it seems like it takes forever, especially in the last 20, 25 years to really grow, evolve and accept what is coming new. Right. And you know what else I'll tell you, too? I remember a period for 10 years where everybody was saying rock is dead, rock is dead. And the tastemakers were all saying, well, rock is dead because of the artists. Rock is dead because of the artists. And after 20, 18 years of being in the game, getting to where we got, proving that it was not the artists, because now you've got so many artists, us, Hailstorm, Bad Omens, all these artists, uh, uh, you know, from Ashes to Newest starting mm-hmm. to do it. All these artists that are breaking out, it shows you that it was always the tastemaker hacks. 
They never came together. They never united with the bands. Uh, Cumulus didn't break enough records by by stepping out on young artists. Clear Channel didn't break enough. You know, these companies are in debt because they've hired hacks that, that aren't taking chances with bands. Now they got to go and be a part of bands that are getting gold plaques, platinum plaques. You know, we're about to get a platinum plaque for Invincible. And uh, I remember, you know, Cumulus and Clear Channel, they would not play the record. They were like, we don't hear it. And now we're going to get a platinum plaque for a track they didn't hear. So, you know, and they all tried to blame us for years. For 10 years, rock is dead, rock is dead, rock is dead. Well, it's the artist. It's the artist. There's no artist breaking out. Well, here we are 20 years later, platinum plaques, gold plaques, bunch of bands, Hailstorm, Pop Evil, all of us got them. The tastemakers never stepped out on the bands, never gave us the chance, never helped us fast track this whole rock is dead. They just weren't supporting. In country music, they all come together, they support. In alternative music, they all come together, they support. Our genre is not a supportive genre. The the, the tastemakers don't support the artists. It's it's what the problem is in the genre. You know, I know once you get to that point in radio where you have a, a track that's heading to the top 10, once you get up to that top 10, you have nine or 10 hating ass people waiting for you up there that don't want to play your record no matter how much you prove them wrong. They don't want to support. They don't want to jump on. They spend more time fighting breaking your band than being a part of breaking your band. And that's why for 10 years, we had to listen to that stupid commentary that rock is dead. What's going on in the genre? Why is the genre far behind? Well, it's because we had a bunch of hack tastemakers running these radio stations running these playlist curations, running all this game that weren't taking chances on the bands that ended up breaking out anyway without them. That was honestly one of the inspirations I even had for the podcast as well, because I still remember it was like 2008 hit, and that was when the whole entire like pop-punk emo thing started to come to an end. And then when you listen to the radio, all that was coming out from rock or metal was stuff that if it was new, it was from bands that had been popular for 10 plus years already. And they kept saying, yeah, rock is dead. Rock is dead. And you never heard anything from anybody new. And even myself at that point, because I was in high school, I'm like, I'm wondering why what's going on. I was even still wondering why the hell Rise Against was getting played on the radio when they were going off and having a, you know, one hell of a year, having a hell of a couple albums. And it just kept going and going and going. And then all of a sudden, once I was got out of college, I started trying to do things on my own. I'm like, wait a minute, I love this music. And there was a lot of things that kind of came to, but one of the inspirations was there are so many great bands that are out there. Why is no one talking about them? And even since I've started getting into this, I've been pretty much into this solely for about five years now. There are so many bands that I have found that have been completely under the radar and watching them grow from like almost nothing to being on these major tours and getting the full fan support behind them. It is something where it's like, yeah, rock's not dead. The fans are not letting it die. But you know, why are why isn't on rock radio whenever I'm hearing we're playing the greatest in rock and the greatest new stuff? And I'm hearing, you know, I'm hearing toxicity by System of Down once again. Not saying that right. toxicity is bad, but it's 20 plus years old. Right. And then and then we were getting we the cumulus was one of the biggest culprits of it all, man. They were busy playing Imagine Dragons and Neon Trees and all these alternative bands that were already getting alternative and pop radio play. And now our rock stations are rather playing them instead of playing uh, uh, more Hailstorm, more. Mm -hmm. I always refer to them because that's kind of who we came up with, right? We came up with Hailstorm, Pop Evil. Uh, some of these bands were always looking for opportunities, right? And I felt like every time we were looking for an opportunity, the door would get closed on us. We, we were constantly fighting all these haters. And it feels good 20 years later to, to, to know that they were the ones that were wrong. We were the ones 
that stuck with it. We believed in ourselves. Time told the true story. The fans came with us. And that's what matters to us. And that's what I want to leave on any artist that's that's coming up is keep going. You're going to have a lot of doors closed in your face. But if you're making great music and you're putting on great concerts, the fans will show up. Oh, yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. There are plenty of bands that I've started to see where it's radio was nowhere near to even be close to touching these guys or these girls. They're nowhere near even close to thinking that they're a thing. I don't even think they know they exist, but I'm finding out about them. I'm going to see them play live and it's just some of the coolest stuff to ever happen. I'm still wondering why are they not getting, you know, support? It's, you know, if someone's got to give them support, if that's got to be me, hell, then I'm going to be the one that ends up trying to do it at some point and I'm still trying to do it to this day. Do I want to always bring on bigger bands to the podcast? Absolutely. I still want to help out the bands that are growing because that's the bands I started out with. And how's the genre going to grow if we don't support these younger bands coming up and show that, right. hey, there is much more to still be had than just the same stuff you've heard ever since the tastemakers kept saying that rock was dead. Right. The tastemakers killed rock or tried to and it didn't work. The fans spoke. The fans became the new tastemakers. And that's going to be something that we have to make sure continues on. And I mean, you guys are, you know, a prime example of it. Hailstorm's a prime example of Pop Evil, a prime example of it. Today, From Ashes to New, Bad Omens, Ice Nine Kills, I Prevail, great examples of that where at first they didn't get, you know, the love, but all of a sudden, oh shoot, now they're hitting off and now they're doing really well. Oh, now let's get behind them and say it was our idea. Right. Yeah, they jump onto the boat late. When the boat's leaving the dock... (laughs) Yeah, that's when they jump on and us fans are already on there, you know, hanging out, having a blast because we've known about these bands for so long. And I mean, even when it comes to you guys going on tour, we've all known you guys for quite a while. We've known Drowning Pool for quite a while. We've known Saliva for quite a while. But we still want to go see those shows because you guys are bringing Any Given Sin out. For people that haven't heard of Any Given Sin, a perfect time to come check them out. See you guys put on one hell of a live show. See Saliva, see Drowning Pool. Throw down the pit to bodies because who doesn't want to do that? And just have a blast and just know that, you know, Rock isn't dead because the fans didn't let it die. Well, yeah, and you could once you, if it all it takes is you to go to a concert to know that rock isn't dead. The concerts are so fun. I, I've been saying this for 10 years. Our concerts are so fun that, that I used to always say, like, I think just sometimes people don't know how fun these shows are. And that's the problem, right? We got to start. There it was an idea of mine five years ago to start filming and live streaming our concerts so people could see exactly how much fun was being had in these buildings on the nights we were coming through cities. And I, I'm, I'm just so grateful that it, that it, uh, that everything poked through to the front. Now everyone's seeing how fun the concerts are. Uh, things are better than ever. And like I said, to be, to be where I'm at my career going on seven albums. And right now today we have the most fan support we've ever had in our career. It feels damn good. Again, I just want to thank the fans. Uh, thank everyone for breaking all these barriers down. Uh, it's it's really motivated me all around from even being in the studio, the songwriting, the live shows all around. It's just motivating. That is that is a very fantastic way to put it. I, I'm I'm you're making me smile even on that standpoint too. just seeing the happiness and the gratefulness that you have for all the people that have come out to, to support you. And now with you guys again going on tour September and October with saliva drawing pool and any given sin it gives people a chance to come out see you guys perform once again be a part of that and just you know have a fantastic time at a live show and i can guarantee you i'm gonna be at one of those let's go let's go i think it's a fun time in music too look at we're we're going into the studio we're releasing a new song every two months we're constantly in the studio when i'm when i'm old and i'm retired or i'm old and i'm gone i'll never have any regrets 
about what I could have done, what I should have done, uh, because I'm in the studio pushing myself, challenging myself, constantly trying to make the best music possible, constantly trying to make different types of songs, different types of music, pushing, pushing my limits. Uh, and, and uh, you, you know, for anyone out there that, that can't keep up or, or we put music out too fast, we've got a lot of new music out. Uh, we just released, uh, you know, I would say 10 new songs over the last year. We got a whole new album coming out in September. We already got the follow-up single to the album. I mean, we're, we're just in the studio nonstop. We've got some great collaborations coming up. We got a collab coming up with New Medicine. We got a collab that we're doing right now with Thousand for Crutch. We got a collaboration we're doing with Citizen Soldier. Um, it's just going to be a great year next year. We've got, like I said, uh, album number seven is coming out in, on the Drowning Pool Tour. I think September 10th is the date we're going to drop a new record. And then October, we're going to put the first single out off our album eight. And then and then we, we've already got half that record written. So we're, we're pushing ourselves, man. We're more motivated than ever. It's the fans. It's the desire to, to, to reach our peak performance. We're still looking to put out uh, the best thing we've ever done. And, and we're very motivated. Holy crap. Just in that like minute, minute and a half, the fire is just like flying from you in that point from the motivation, the passion, everything is all there. And if, if, if you're listening to this right now and it's like, oh man, I'm not in Adley's way. How can you not want to check them out live? Check out any of their music if you haven't already, or check out more of their music. If you've already checked out a bunch of it and get ready for the new stuff to come out and go and see them live. I mean, I, I'm, I'm waiting for September right now already. I'm like, can it get here sooner? Because I got to see this live. I got to feel this once again, man. Like you're getting me all fired up too. I'm fired up. I feel the same way. I feel better than ever. I know the band feels better than ever. Like I said, we're all on a mission to reach our peak performance uh, as far as, as uh, how, how, how great can we be when it comes to us judging ourselves? How great can we be knowing what our last performances look like? How great of a drummer can my drummer become? How great of a guitar player can my guitar player? That's on our minds. That, that, that's something that we wake up every day and, and, and we're motivated to, to, to push ourselves to. So, and again, it comes from the fire that the fans light under us. It comes from, the curiosity of what that looks like when we reach peak performance and, and, and it's really a goal of ours. Oh man. And it's just going to be even more excited to watch you guys in the future continue on. I know you got to get going. So Rick, as we bring this podcast to this inclusion, one thing I always like to do is give my guests, which is you right now, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug over a plug, promote over a promote at the end of the episode. So my friend, the floor is yours. Rock. And I just want to take a minute to thank the fans. Uh, we've got a lot of new music out. Follow us on Spotify. We we're getting close to hitting 2 million listeners and 500,000 followers on Spotify. Please check us out. Uh, you can find us everywhere at Alita's Way. We constantly post content. We're constantly updating everything and uh, keeping our fans totally involved in the whole process of our careers. Um, and again, we couldn't do this without the fans. Thank you for having me on the podcast. We're really, really excited about the tour with our friends in Drowning Pool and Saliva coming up in September and October. So many great clubs. Uh, looking forward to hanging out with Any Given Sin. Those guys are awesome. Um, and, and like I said, we've got a lot of new music, September, new record, October, uh, a, a collaboration single with New Medicine. Uh, we're going to do an, uh, another headlining tour in, uh, in March with, with, with Citizen Soldiers supporting us. We'll drop a, a collaboration with them. And in the middle, we'll put out more Adelaide's Way. So tons of new music coming. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and Pandora to hear it first. Shout out to, uh, to, to all those streaming services for showing us so much love and support. Uh, shout out to our team at the Fuel Music Independent Baby. Uh, we're about to get 
We got our first gold independent record, another one on the way. Uh, what it takes is going to go gold next independent. So, again, we're breaking down all these barriers. It's the fans that are doing it, and we're showing everyone what's possible. We're going to pave the way for other bands. Perfectly said. Now it's time for me to close this podcast with three things. First thing, when it comes to finding Annalita's way online, making sure you're following them on Spotify, make sure you're listening to them and supporting them because they absolutely are thankful for your support. And why wouldn't you want to support them if you're not at this point? Go script to the podcast where it says find Adelie's way online links for socials, website, YouTube, where you can stream their music, where you can get some merch, where you can get tickets for the saliva and drying pool tour, all going to be down there as well. So go and check it out. Now, Rick, time for number two. I made this promise to Bobby from saliva and CJ from drowning pool. And because this was an absolutely fantastic episode of making it to you. So when I get to see you perform live and it's going to be the show where you guys play at the forge in Joliet, Illinois, I'm going to come look for you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to say hi, and my promise to you is what I, I promised those guys. First round's on me. Let's go. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah, we're making it happen. So on that note, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because, man, this was an absolutely fantastic episode. I made you a promise, and I would love to have you back on the podcast again in the future to talk even more with you because this was awesome. So is this goodbye? Hell no. This is I'll See You Later. I'll see you later, Kevin. Thank you. Well, folks, this is my interview with Rick from the band Adelia's Way. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. Man, Rick has me fired up right now because we were talking about a lot of good stuff. But once we start talking about, you know, taking a look at rock stars from the 60s, 70s, and 80s to today, why people are more conscientious of what they're doing, what they're, you know, putting their bodies, how they're, you know, going about life in terms of, you know, maybe not partying as much and, you know, working out a little bit more, eating healthier. And when he brought up, you know, it's, you know, the information, but when we brought up, it's a lot harder to break through because of how many people are there. And because you also have to fight the tastemakers with all that noise there and the tastemakers with what they've done with rock and metal. I mean, that really, you know, that really got me going too, because you take a look at Adelita's way. They've continued to just shine brightly over the past, what, 20 years at this point, almost 20 years at this point. I mean, Invincible, one of their first songs ever just absolutely popped off and no one was giving it the time of day. And they've done this all as independent as possible. And they've showed a lot of bands that, you know, you can still go this route and still do it. And even if the tastemakers are saying rock is dead, yeah, you can still break through because it's not what the tastemakers think if rock is dead. It's what the fans think. You go to these live shows and they are still packed. They are still energetic as all hell. And it could be for bands that you absolutely know, like, you know, going to see Disturbed or Slipknot. Or going to see like, you know, Shinedown, even though Shinedown is still very popular. But then you see newer bands are starting to break through or have been breaking through. I mean, Falling in Reverse, it took them until Popular Monster came out to really, I would say, break through into the mainstream because the tastemakers didn't let them break it through the mainstream. Ice Nine Kills until the Silver Scream came out. For Mashes and New was doing it. I forgot who else we brought up in that. A Bad Omens we brought up in that. But think about all the younger bands that are out there and all the bands that we lost because the tastemakers between like 2008 and 2019 kept saying, rock is dead, rock is dead, rock is dead. Well, rock wasn't dead. It was just you guys weren't giving it a damn shot. And I think about the bands we've had in the podcast too, that we started out when we first heard about them were young and have grown into being some of the, like the best new bands that are coming up there. I think of our friends in Kingdom Collapse. I think of our friends in Caskets. Avoid avoid these guys are not really getting any radio play maybe outside of Sirius XM 
But when you listen to their stuff, it's like, this is great stuff. This is new. It's inventive. It's fun. Especially Avoid. It's fun. Why wouldn't you want to get into this? Why wouldn't you want to listen to this? Why wouldn't the tastemakers want to put this out there? Instead of waiting for it to get popular, instead of waiting for the fans to just be like blatantly put up a sign that says, this is what you need to put and then say, oh, we're going to pick that. No, no, no. So for the podcast, of course, do I want to bring on these bigger bands? Absolutely. Like bringing out from Ashes to New was an absolute treat. Treat. That's a treat. Treat and a dream. I combined those two. And I would still love to bring on bands like Ice Nine Kills. I would love to bring on We Came as Romans. I'd love to bring on Rise Against. That'd be my ultimate like, you know, want. But when it comes to some of the younger bands and newer bands, I mean, I'm still a one-man show. I'd love to give everyone a shot, but unfortunately, being a one-man show, I got to be picky and choosy with what I can do. But I still want to give as many young bands a shot as I can because if you're not going to give those young bands a shot, then who is going to, especially from my perspective? If you can find them on the Chord Progression Podcast, that's fantastic. That's where I want you to find a lot of these bands. If you're going to go and find them somewhere else where those actual like legitimate care, like case makers that care, are going to be there. I want you to go there too. I don't want you to hear about this rock is dead crap because clearly it's not. I mean, it's still huge, but when it comes to the mainstream, why is it huge? Cause there's a lot of phony tastemakers that still want to play the same old, you know, still want to play toxicity after 20 years. Again, don't get me wrong. System of down is fantastic, but there are so many other new bands out there that we should be giving in our support to and banging around so that we can continue this and so we don't have to wait 15 or 20 years for new bands to come around every now and again. So I want to thank Rick for being on this podcast. If you want to find everything about Allie's Way and check them out on Tour with Live and Drying Pool and Nick Vincent, go to script for the podcast. Everything is down there for their socials, for where you can stream music, buy the music, download the music, wait for the seventh album to come out in September. And of course, buy some merch as well. Also, make sure you're subscribed to the Corporate Games Podcast. If you're on audio version, hit that follow button on uh, Facebook. Not Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button right over here. It's the best way to support us with new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday, clips throughout the week, and a Friday reaction video just for you guys. Also, want to make sure you're checking out us on social media in the description of the podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram primarily, so go and check us out there. Feel free to connect with us and comment with us because if you're commenting on anything on any of these platforms and you get a response, it's from me. So, yeah. Also want to thank Phoenix Fitness. Remember, 20% off use the code CPP20 at FNX.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, Rick. I will see you September 28th. Let's have a blast, and let's make sure we get as many people out to see the saliva drowning pool, Alley's Way, and the Given Sin Tour. On that note, that's it for you guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Car Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single week. It's absolutely big, healthy, and hearty. 